1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of Coach Unplugged. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, I'm thinking of doing a couple things, so I'm, I'm going to hopefully get some comments or, or reactions to it. I'm thinking of um, maybe adding what I would refer to as a quick hitter, <laughs> you know, a three or four minute podcast um, during the week you know, on, on different things, especially as the season starts up. So um, subscribe and like, um, if you, if you would be up to that, if you could email me at steve at com, that'd be great. Um, We have a great, uh, a great podcast today, in my opinion. Um, It is a, it is office hours, a one-on-one office hour with uh, Jake, one of our members at ttroops.com. It's a great place to, to join. Uh, you know, it's full of resources, you know, a mentor, obviously I'm there to help. Um, I think it's perfect for you, the listener right now. It doesn't matter which level you're at, you know, it, it, you will find something that will make you a better coach. Um, and I wouldn't keep saying that if I didn't really believe it, um, but go over and check it out. Hoops, Com for coaches who want to get better. And I am tongue tied, but I know in this interview or in this one on one thing, I was not. So <laughs> that will be much better for you, the listener. So here we go. Episode 93. Here's Jake. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better from the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Okay, we're live. All right. So, what did you oh. want to talk about this week? Are you kidding me? Press breaks. Press breaks. Yep. Yes. So, let me. So, what kind of press break? Well, a um, couple things.
0: So, I want to talk more of philosophy, kind of. Um, how, do know, how do I say it? You know, preparing for a press, that kind of thing. You know, handling pressure. That you know how to prepare your kids in practice before we start talking about the X's and O's piece. Um, okay. i give you a little bit of my, where, where, where I am. Your league is a lot different than my league in regards to pressure, I would assume. Like, for us, we probably see a press maybe one, to two to three times in, in the course of a whole season.
1: Really? But, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Okay. But,
0: well, especially what you've been telling me so far. Um, so, you know, last year we um, – you know, we probably saw a little bit of pressure um, like two or three times. And so our kids really struggle with it because they don't see it enough. And yeah. so, you know, when I look back and I guess I start reflecting as a coach is, do I need to make sure that I try to touch on it more throughout the course of the season so that they, they, they have that that have that have necessity in the course of the game? You know, I just, or is it – you know, I don't feel like um, like last year we played Watertown Luther Prep, who they 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 basically press for the entire game, and that's something that we do not see in, in a small in a small school division kind of thing. So, and they are regional, and that's a big game for us because of seeding. Um, and this year we play them in. January, which they have like a month break for their school because they're a preparatory school. Yep, so play them at, right after they get back. So we're in a really good position for that game, and so I want to make sure that my team is ready to play them. You know, and also to be able to handle anybody else's pressure. You know, I'm a very. I'm going to have a very young point guard, um, and you know, I so. You know what what is the pr- your practice logistics against the press first before always talk about accident so
1: okay so what on a scale of one to ten ten being your the worst team you've ever seen and one being your or let's go the other way ten being you're really good at press break and one being you're really 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 bad where would you fall without Eight. practice
0: four or five
1: four or five okay so then you probably got to build it in every week all year Okay. Um, so that's what I've had to do when we haven't been as good, is I've had to build it in basically every day, um, even if it's for five minutes. Okay. Um, and how many ball handlers? One, two, one? One to two. One to two. So then you have to work a lot on breaking the press with angles and cutting rather than dribbling, because their first thing is when they get pressure, kids. They either dribble and pick it up, which is what pressing teams want to happen yeah. <laughs> or they stand and watch. So, and this is something I've done a lot of thinking about because teams are going to pressure us a lot this year that we're going to, we're, cause we see it all the time for the most part, probably 80% of our games are pressured. So we will do it every day. <laughs> um, it's going to grow to maybe 15, 20% for us every day, just because it's going to be one of our weak points for you you know, come tournament time. And if you think you can make a run at tournament, you're going to see pressure at some point, definitely before the Cole center. Um, I would guess, I, I, I don't know, but maybe not. Um, can you, are you going to pressure people back? You froze. See, this is technology. I froze. Yes. It's okay. Me? It's a nice look though. Um, are you, uh, are you going to be able to pressure back? Are you going to be able to pressure teams?
0: Like, no, yes. I've come to the conclusion that I could
1: be able to do it. Okay, so if you're going to pressure teams, then when you're working, you can, you can basically kill two birds with one stone, then, because you're working on your pressure, and then you can also be working on your press break at the same time. So but it, it's only
0: going to be a certain lineup because I have those two bigs that are just they they will they're not quick enough laterally to press at all. Maybe a zone press. I think they could be able to do that. Or a half court. Or half court. Uh, but they will not be able to handle anything full court man to man
1: pressure kind of stuff. Is that how I beat you? Yes, man to man. I beat you by playing man, and I beat you by pressuring you. Yeah, you beat me in a game by playing man to man press. Okay, so then that's you should work on that just about every day. Okay. I mean, that's that's like on my sheet of papers. Like, how do you beat us? Well, kind like, like you
0: were talking about my lesson with the open scout kind of thing.
1: Yep, that was, um, I
0: like. I really like that idea, and I have some older veteran coaches and stuff that I think. Oh, I'm gonna- it's
1: so good! I'm telling you, it is like one of the best things I've ever done. Because the problem is when you become such a community and all the coaches start thinking the same and you kind of, it's, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like this mass thought thing that you kind of like, oh, this is the way. And then all of a sudden you get this voice coming in outside that doesn't see the kids every day, doesn't do it. It is so good because they're going to be honest with you. They don't, I mean, they don't care. I mean, this is, you know, and then what I do on that outside scout is I tell them, how would you beat me? What would you do? What are our weaknesses? What are our strengths? What do you see? And then they look at the kids with a whole different perspective. It's so good. Um, okay. and
0: then in regards to that, here's my other question that makes it really difficult. is that in a smaller school, and I don't know what it's like in Memorial, but, and I'm sure you've had more teams with higher level of players. We have maybe five or six really good kids. And then it really kind of hitters off. And so I feel like, my top five are not getting the reps that they need to feel like they're actually going to feel the pressure in the course of the game. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, it's not authentic enough in, the, in practice.
1: It's not, you should bring in community guys if you can find them. That's first of all, cause that's legal. It, um, is. it is. I believe it is. We haven't done it in a really long time, but um, do you, how do you break your teams up? when you practice it
0: depends on the, uh, the time of the year early in the year i i break them up evenly um and then as the year goes on i have them uh, i have them color based so my black team is my starters and then my white team is my uh my, my second string
1: okay so i do that I, i'm i'm similar in that respect i do i do even early for sure um and then I definitely my starting group is my green group, and that's usually six to seven guys for me. Maybe it'd be only five for you, right? And then, so what what days of the week do you normally play? Well, Tuesday, Thursday. And you practice. You give them off Sunday. You practice. Do you, you practice Sunday or you give them give them off Saturday?
0: On Sundays we do practice. We always okay. usually have off Saturday.
1: Okay. So so. Then what I would do is that next day after that Thursday game, that's when I, I, when I know I'm going to have a three-day gap or a two-day gap is when I balance them back out again, and I switch those balanced teams. Um, I only tend to do it for one day a week. You know, If we'll play on a Friday and we don't have any games during the week, then I can do it maybe Monday and Tuesday. Um, but I have found that makes it a lot more competitive because people are fighting for spots a little bit more. So when we have that long
0: break between the next practice and uh, scout yeah, practice. Yeah, so you're
1: playing Thursday, and then you don't play the next Tuesday. So you're going to practice Friday, give them off right. Saturday. You're going to go Sunday, Monday. So the next day tends to be a relatively weak practice because they just played. Yeah. That's been for me. So that's a good even one. And even if even how much prep are you really doing on Sunday? Monday tends Not to be. Not that much. We usually we – usually, um, we like to spend a lot
0: of time on what defense we're going to be using, or fine tuning some of our defenses stuff. And a, a lot of um, depending on what our weak point is, is it, is it if it's finishing or if it's shooting, you know, those kind of things. It, it's it's um it's not like a full blown practice. It's sometimes really specific, where we might only go an hour and then maybe lift or do. Yep. It depends on what we need, so it may go for an hour. It might go for an hour and forty-five. It depends on what we need at that time, based on what what we need to work on. It's not like your typical, you know, get everything in in a day. It, it's really um, it's really specific. If, if I want to maybe throw in a new type of zone press, or I want to work on it for a good hour, I might spend a whole practice working on that.
1: Right. So here's my thought with this, and, and again, I'm married to a psychologist. I am not one but um kids like kids like to know where they fit they really do um so after the first three weeks basically most of them know who my top seven or eight are <laughs> um and then when injuries occur that throws the whole kit and caboodle into this chaos of i should be playing now and it's like injuries never have bothered me it's more the team dynamic it's bothered me um or at least our teams it's that's where it's caused like And then the kid comes back and he moves back into the spot and everyone doesn't know where they fit. So it's good to do the here's my top seven and you guys, you know you're my seventh and you know you're my ninth and you got to do something if you want to move up. So I think that's good because I do think kids like that. Yeah. But I also think that when you do that, then there tends to be some complaints to see, if, at least for us, if I keep like 15 from 13, 14, 15, like, oh, I'm not going to play, blah, blah, blah. So what you do is you're giving them, when you go to those balance teams, you're giving them that opportunity to show me um, where that I should get more playing time. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Um, so is you know, that something that you can communicate to your kids, hey, this is a show me day, we're going to even out the teams? It is, it is. And, and and by by January there I know it is by the time January is because green and green and black is the way our two jerseys are for yeah. So the green group knows they're green. They come in by the third week of practice. They know who's green and they come in and the green ones have green on the black ones. So when I switch it, they know after I talk to them a couple times what's happening. Um, but it's also a time to like, all right, you know, you both get to run Adam's friendships defense, and you both get to run this. So you can kind of see what we're going to see on Tuesday, um, and that's what's worked. Because I like both teams being competitive. The problem with you is you probably have a bigger gap between seven and yes, and I do huge. huge, like huge. So that's where you need to somehow challenge. You need to do six and five stuff. You need to somehow, okay. you know, we'll play. We'll play contest. Like my starting five, we'll do what we call them one trips where you go down the court once and then you come back once. So you play offense once and then you play defense once. And I will give the starters the start, – we'll play to seven. The starters will be down four-nothing. So I try to – you know, it's like the playground. I, I, was, I don't know if it was you. There was a really good idea I when you did when the
0: teams aren't even and they are like the lower team. If they score, they get the ball back.
1: They I do, yes.
0: Yeah, that those are some of the things I think they'll add intensity in practice. The other thing is we have a very solid group of JV kids this year, but they're not to the point where they would see the floor as a, a, maybe an 8, 9, or 10 maybe, but they might benefit a little bit more to play varsity and starters because now they have that three-half rule. Right. So we, and so for us, that, that could be a good opportunity if we need to use some of those
1: guys – so we're going to probably practice once or twice a week with the junior varsity. And the problem with the, the problem I've had with that, even when our JV's been really, really good, is physicality. It's the it, the difference between a 15-year-old boy and an 18-year-old boy. Huge difference. It's crazy. I mean, I got yeah. a 14-year-old in my house. He looks like a little boy still. I mean, he just yeah. not, by the time he's 18, he won't. But um, So that's what I found. I haven't found it's the basketball skill. I found it's the physicality. You know, the big boys would basically beat the crud out of them. Right.
0: You know, and, like, there's a couple kids that are really physical. Like, I'm almost thinking, you know, maybe it would pull a couple of those kids and use them even, you know, once or twice a week for practice. And then,
1: you know, depending on what we're doing. any kids that have graduated that still live in town? I do have a couple. So they'd be good, especially when you know you need those. Hey, can you come in on Tuesdays? And they're just – they – I mean – when Wesley's come back and practice against us, trust me, we've had good practices, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope so.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I hope so. All right, so that, that
0: that's some good stuff. So, okay. you, um, so you know, one other thing you talked about then was like 65, you know, um, overloading, you know, to, to add pressure if needed. Okay, yep. that, that, and that, I, and that I, helps a little bit.
1: I, I showed you guys last week my old flash. So I, I sent you yep. I redraw it. The new one's better. The old one, we, we got a little stagnant on the old one. The new one, when we do the double low stack, which would be better for you, I think. All right. Okay. Perfect.
0: All right. So um,
1: what, the, kind of,
0: what kind of pressure? We t- we're talking about man pressure? I really I really feel more comfortable. What I'm, what, I'm, what I'm noticing is that kids, when we get man pressure, we tend to put the ball on the floor a lot more than we play zone when his own pressure happens we don't see okay lot- hey everybody
1: I hope you're enjoying uh, this uh, office hours I had with Jake I don't even remember when it was but um, it's just it's it I'm doing these just to give everyone a kind of a small peek into a, one of many things that we offer over at troopsscom for coaches who want to get better you know it's it's I'm here to help you know we have all sorts of resources I'm not going to list them all off but it's it's coming from a place of Concern is the reason I started this website. You know, as a coach, as someone that's done this 30 years, even with my own son's teams, I was always looking for resources. I was always looking for practice plans. I was always looking for things that would help me become a better coach. So I decided to start teachhoops.com, put them all in one spot. So go over and check it out. Subscribe and like if you're liking these. Um, I know there's people listening, but um, we would definitely like to. My goal is to get to. um, the subscriptions up and to get uh, more than 50 reviews by the first of the year and we're, I think 37, 38. So if you can go over and do that, we really appreciate it. And back to Jake. We don't see a lot of diamond
0: press, you know, we don't see, you know, crap is going to occur right away. So, um, you know, man pressure is definitely something that's concerning to me um, more than zonal pressure. Um, You know, and it may, it may, when I start watching film, with other teams that we play I might see some zone press But right now uh we struggled really last year against a team that did a 1-3-1 trap uh, because we just didn't have a ball handler and we had struggled because a guy up top he uh, was like about six-four, six-five, and he was just really athletic and that gave us some problems too but
1: that was an all senior led team so I don't know if we'll see that this year and a 1-3-1, one, one I'm telling you, the key to the 1-3-1 one, one is you got to sneak behind the top of it yep. and get the guy flashing behind it, and then you'll be okay. okay. People don't do that have problems. Um, how do you set up in your – press? what's your press break look like right now? Um, so, uh, I don't have a – sorry, right. You can just describe it, and then I can draw it up too.
0: All right. So, you would have your inbounder, um, and then you'd have your 1 and your 5. A lot of times they'll one they'll be either parallel to each other or one the five will be it'll be somewhere around the elbow area. Okay, so hold
1: on. So let's see. So let's see. So you'd have the um the one here. The one uh the one would be
0: um it would be on the top of the key, okay, like over so uh, the pre in. in, One would be here. Yep. Okay. And five would be parallel to him up by the keep going somewhere
1: on there. Perfect. Okay. All right, and then where are the other two? Uh, they would be at half-court lines. Okay, and how capable – so who's throwing it in? What number's throwing it in? Well, uh, that's a problem. I don't have a four-man this year that can put the ball on the floor. Last year I did. So four is going to throw
0: it in then? Oh, I don't think so this year. I'll probably have him come up – I'll probably have my four-man play a side guy. I need. I like having my back guy as a crack back. Okay, so then we'll put your two here. All right, yeah. so – why do you line up this way? Uh, because it creates space for them to be able to cut and get open. Okay. Can five catch it and square? Uh, he screens and he clears all the way out to the block.
1: Oh, so he gets out of there. Yes. Okay. So, and you want him having the ball ninety percent of the time? Absolutely. Okay. Um. What about two? Scares me a little bit. Okay. Um, well, you know what? It Really, I got a kid. Why don't you it. have five thrown in and one and two? See, I like one. I like the one four set. All right. Um, in the sense that I would put I would put five here. Okay. I cross that out. I'd put five here. Okay. And I'd put two over here, and I'd leave one at the elbow. So I'd make. I'd make, so four's not up here anymore. So you're talking about man pressure, right? Correct. So this is the way I would do it. Now, I did a three throw it in because what's going to happen? So these guys aren't here anymore. Right. Racist. So I'm going to do this because if I race it, I race all of it. So, um, all right, so I'm going to have him screen. I'm going to probably have one here and two here, but it doesn't matter for demo to show you. So I'm going to have him come and screen, roll, and curl back. So you basically have a one-four set. One of them will be open at all times in a man pressure. Whenever I've gotten pressured by, like, a little foul and stuff, we've always gone to the one-four. And what you can always do is send one of these guys deep because if they're in man, they're going to send them. And then what happens is you basically get guys just cutting in front of the basketball. So let's say, let's say we come back here now and three has three thrown it in. Okay. So, uh, we'll put one in front of him. We'll put three over here. Or no, we'll put. I like having, I like having my bigs on
0: the outside. You do? Yeah. I like, I like, I actually like you having that three guy inbounding
1: three here. The one Okay, so we'll put five here. Yep, yep, yep. yep that four works. over there. And then he four here. Three two here. Three so what head. happens is notice what happens no matter what. Two's going to have to learn to help probably a little bit. Okay. But one of these guys will be open. So let's say the ball goes from one to five. Okay. One is going to get the ball moving in this direction because right. as soon as the ball's here, one flashes in front. Okay and and 3 just steps back in. Okay. So if 5 gets the ball it's easy. Same thing as if 3 came down here and threw the ball into 4, okay? It's going to be the same premise. 2 is going to flash in front, which is a really hard thing to defend because what are you telling him? Unless they're in, if they're in full denial, it means they're here, then you can go this way, right? So they're not going to do that they're going to be they're going to be like side fronting in here so that flash across will always be there um you want you want your one four guys that low what say that again you, you
0: want that low in the one no, do you I, want them a little higher will, i
1: probably want them like in this area right in here probably all have, right so probably the Second, half. like halfway between the free throw line and the rim. Yeah, okay. probably two thirds of the way between the rim. Probably two thirds way from the rim to the free throw line. So almost where the if the semicircle is extended to the middle. Yeah, because it gives them space. So, so, um, let me erase this. So let's say one gets it. All right. So this was this was three, I think. Oh, this was five. Hold on. Oops. So you had five out here. So this is the only bit of an issue you might have is, is if the ball goes to one, okay. then two is gonna flash up in front, and then five and four are gonna fill, and three is yeah. your release. Okay. So I like I like having my three guy be my release. So three is always your step back and can pr- kind of protect. And then if okay. when it goes to the wing, you know, the problem is you don't really want a screen, you want movements in front of the ball. Okay. Um and, and you know, you want you want one to get the ball. Now, are they gonna put all five guys in the three point line? Probably not, right? Right. They're probably gonna put somebody back here to protect. Okay. Um, if they do, there's there's another theory that's that that LaFalle did, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, was they just sent four and five deep. Are they going to follow them, or are they not going to follow them? And how slow are they is the question. Right. Um, because then you basically have your three ball handlers being able to get the ball in here.
0: Yeah, I like how that's
1: set up by putting your two weakest players as target players to get the ball back
0: to the two guys, which yep. makes complete sense. And my fives and fours are about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, you know, they're big, and they're, right. they're, they're good athletes, and they'd be able
1: to hold, hold the ball and be able to get position if they well, need they to. Well, they can do that, time. then that, that's the way to go because three's gonna throw the ball to five. One's gonna flash in front, and here comes two. Breaking, breaking title. So he basically, the, the, the key whenever you get pressure, and I, and I talk to my guys about this all the time. So let's say five is over here, and five's getting this pressure. Five's got the ball here, okay? So one, if we look over here, one just flashed in front. So one's here. Two is over here. So two is up in this category now. And three is here. You've basically given five, three angles to pass to. All right. And then four can always kind of find a spot over here if he needs to. But one of those guys, if they're cutting hard enough, is going to be open. So
0: like if he's denied, the four can have the option, the flash middle, if he needs to. we are but- just trying
1: to find a spot. You think about most traps. Most traps are trying to take away because it takes. I don't know if they're if they're not man trapping. There's a straight man, then they're definitely going to be open. But if they're trapping him, there has one of those three lanes or deep is going to be open. Okay. <laughs> you know, either four going there. Because all, tra- all traps are based on taking away the three angles. This is, really, this is actually really easy to teach, too. It won't take much to really uh, install. But, but you know what's going to happen and why you got to do it probably once a week is you got to teach them to move. They'll, they'll right. want to stand and watch change their speeds
0: and have good angles yep. and be able yep. to, you, you got to set gotta, like like one's got
1: Ooh, i'm gonna go you know once in a while one might need to go deep once in a while one might have to go deep and then curl back you know you're gonna have to teach him some nuances to it most of the time he's gonna flash in front because it's a hard that front flash i'll show you something Our when we run um we run some quick hitters yes um we run them out of a 1-4 set and we always yes. set so on, I'll show you so we're here Oops. um so the ball's here and we're in a 1-4 set so here 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 and here okay so whenever we run a quick hitter this is how we run it what he picks away and he'll go this direction yeah he always goes high and the other guy always goes low and he's always able to get the ball. And the reason is because think about if you're defending three here. He cuts right. high. What are you doing? You're protecting you don't want the back cut, right? Right. Don't want, so it's the same it's the same premise when you cut in a, in a against a a pressure is you gotta be able to get if you cut across the front of the face, what's the defender worried about? He's worried about this big space back here. It's right to be open. Okay. That makes sense. Makes complete sense. So that's why that, that's why I like teams that struggle with pressure have to be able to cut because you're not going to dribble through it, right? That's just not a, I mean, that's that's that was our problem last year is we tried to dribble through too much and we weren't. Um,
0: um, you know, this
1: is what I've used before, but it, just a little bit speaking numbers and what we
0: do. So that's that's appreciated. So um, would you attack a zone a zone
1: press the same way or not really? Um. I would, it depends on the, it depends on the zone press. Um, okay. uh, let me, let me, let, let, let's leave that for next time. Okay. Um, I got a couple of things and I got a sideline one that I can show you too. for a man pressure we can do next time. Um,
0: we do a lot of spacing,
1: but um, I, again, think about, think about a, um, think about a diamond Yeah, you know where where are they going to stop you if you're in a one? You know if the diamonds here, here, over here, over here. I don't know what kind of zone price you see, but um, you know, think a one four. They're going to be able to get open, and they're going to be able to flash across it. I found the one four really works well against a diamond in one, um, because you're flashing across, and it's really hard for these guys to be able to get to trap and him to get all the way to the middle. A little bit harder against a 2-2-1, but 2-2-1 tends to be more passive anyway. Right. So, um, but let me, um, I got an old one that I used. We haven't seen a lot of Diamond one recently. So, let me, Uh, you know, I I don't remember um,
0: then. I don't want to take up too much time because we can talk again later on. So, I was, just, you know, 1-3-1, one, one. I think we're going to see a lot of 1-3-1 one, one this year with a couple of teams that we play. Um, if we could talk about that next time, that would be great.
1: Yep, I'll put that on the list, too. Because, like I was saying real quick, it's like it's a lot of that is that um, – do they do they trap up here? They, they, they change it up once in a while. Yeah, because when they trap high, it's easy. You can kind of fly really it, down, down in here. It becomes
0: difficult when teams really start to pack it in. We have some difficulties in it when they kind of – it, it's not so much a trap it becomes more of a just a one-three-one zone more than a zone trap. I want
1: to grab a blank. So, okay, so I'll talk to you more about the zone. And some of that overload stuff will work against this. Okay. I will find that for next week.
0: Because that's really the last thing. Um, okay. that I'm, I, I feel really good about a lot of the other things that we, you know, where I'm going with everything that's probably me and my JV coach talked like there's some, you know, all you know, that, that some guys are getting some. Some of our teams, you know, will be able to run the one-three-one. So we think we're going to see it a lot this year. So we want to be prepared for it. So
1: okay, I'll do that for sure. I've run a lot of one one-three-one, so I got you. Great. All
0: Thanks. right. So my last then then. When do you think our next office hour will be? By two weeks. Two weeks. So obviously not week, not Labor Day weekend. Yep. The following. Week. The following. Week. Five week. o'clock or seven. Doesn't make a difference uh, to me. That's a good question. I got to look at my schedule. Not a big deal. Either way, I have open gym till six, anyways, on those days. So I'm usually in my office letting the kids play and beat up on each other. So okay. Uh, okay. I'll, me.
1: I'll let you know probably in the middle of next week once I get my schedule all set. Okay. And then I think I'm going to diagram the press break
0: on fast draw. Can I send it to you just to make sure that I got the notes yep. correctly? Absolutely. Right. Sounds good. Have a
1: good week. Yep. You too. See ya. Hey everybody! I hope you liked that uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit on some of our office hours. There, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I invite I invite you to go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, it, it like I said in the in the mid roll, it is it is the reason the reason I started it is I was looking for the essential resources that every coach would possibly want, um, and I try to put them all in one spot, make it easy for you. Uh, you know, there's a library of stuff. There's mini lessons. There's courses. There's office hours, we have a forum, everything that you could possibly do. and not everybody uses everything. but go over and check it out. fourteen day free trial. um, and I don't think you'll I don't think you'll be disappointed. So thanks for listening, and uh, hope to hope to have you uh, listening next week at our at our podcast. I know we have a great one next week. So have a good week. Bye. Sport social Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.